This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back, 403-974-8255. Want some more time for your calls and your text. Uh, want to talk about the transition to legalized marijuana. Legislation has been tabled in Ottawa. Obviously, that's still got to get through the House of Commons, through the Senate. Uh, and then we need to figure out what this is going to look like in practice. It is going to fall to provinces to decide what kind of a, a retail framework is going to exist, how this is going to be sold. I think here in Alberta, we've got a model that exists for alcohol, different model that exists for tobacco, got models that exist for marijuana paraphernalia. So I think there's some different paths we could go down. I don't know that this need to be overly complicated, but some are raising concern that uh, you know, maybe the time frame here, just over a year, isn't enough to, to get this all sorted out. Uh, that includes uh, our next guest. Uh, he is the city councilor for Ward 3, also a member of the Alberta Urban Municipalities Association. Jim Stevenson joins us. Councilor, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rob, for having me. All right. Well, what, what's at the top of your list of concerns as we go down this path here? Well, there there are a number, but the um, but what the, the, the federal government has made clear, we met... Uh, with uh, Bill Blair uh, in Ottawa just a couple of days before he introduced this legislation into the House. Um, And he made it clear to us that the production would be the um, responsibility of the federal government, but the um, distribution, the retailing, the uh, usage, the uh, enforcement, all of that was going to be on the backs of the province and the municipalities. And our concern is that um, he says that it's going to be uh, legal by uh, July of 2018. So we basically got 14 months to to put together what we need as far as bylaws and uh, enforcement techniques and so on. The big concern that I have with the enforcement part of it with our frontline people is that um, uh, there doesn't seem to be a um, uh, the technology or the ability for us to determine how much um, a driver, for instance, when he's stopped by a police, how much that he's got in his system, or or even um, you know someone operating heavy equipment on a work site, you'd like to be able to have some kind of a test if you think that that person uh, appears to be impaired, and that technology is not there yet. Okay, well, explain why that, that's linked to legalization, in your view, because uh, it seems to me that that's an issue now, would be an issue even if we weren't legalizing. Driving while well under the influence of drugs has literally been a crime for, for decades. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, they're, they're the, um, there's the assumption, Rob, that there's going to be a more usage of it when it's um, easily accessible, that they don't have to go through the black market to get it. So there's an assumption that there's going to be more people using it when it is easily um, available to them. Right, but that's... What is that based on? I, I don't know. I'm not... But I do hmm. think that, you know, in the in the case of, um, of a driver um, that's under the influence of alcohol, we have a Point zero eight that we use as a measuring stick. We do not have anything like that for the THC and or other drugs. And um, there there appears to be um, um, there just 
appears to be a lot of confusion about how we would what we would ask our frontline people to do what what would they actually uh, how would they determine if a person is is impaired when they stop them and uh, they, you're right the problem exists now but uh, we're they're saying that they're putting this responsibility on us as a municipality and uh, we need to be ready for this come um, July of 18 Right. Well, yeah, like you say, though, I mean, it's something that law enforcement has to deal with right now. Yeah. Uh, so now, that, that's it's an ongoing them, challenge. Yeah. What uh, what uh, Mr. Blair did tell us was that uh, the federal government uh, is prepared to do training for um, police officers, RCMP, um, provincial police, uh, and municipal police forces to do training to um, uh, properly... Um, administer uh, um, sobriety tests or for um, or also if the equipment is uh, and the technology is there how to use the the equipment right now they would have to do uh, a type of testing and apparently there's very few what they're telling us there's very few uh, officers regardless of what force they're with that are uh, trained to to do sobriety when it comes to drug impairment so they're prepared to put training in place for for us. And if the equipment, right now they have equipment, they can do a, a liquid test or um, swab test, that type of thing. But then they have to send that to a, um, a hospital to have it um, checked out. Whereas with alcohol, they can do a breathalyzer and that will hold up in the court of law. Well, yeah, I mean, we have that for breathalyzers, but I mean, we don't have any way of testing people for prescription painkillers or other drugs. I mean, there's a exactly. lot of things that could impair people. Yeah. Right? And so I, I don't know why we're just deciding now that we should we should figure something out. It seems we should have been well, de- dealing with this years ago. Uh, exactly. I'm, I'm totally with you. It's just that there's this, um, I guess, a political promise to, to bring this in. And so now what they're saying is uh, the deadline to meet their timeline is July, and it's not flexible. We... And the provinces and the municipalities need to get their act together. Now, what I said to him, Rob, was um, there should be a coordinated effort by the federal government to help get the um, 10 provinces and three territories together so that everybody's not inventing the wheel. That, um, mm-hmm. There's a coordinated effort, something that can be carried from province to province. And the same thing with the hundreds of um, municipalities, something that's a, a template for us to put in place. They want us to be prepared, but we're really not sure what we have to do to be prepared because uh, there's so many things unclear yet. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that's on the enforcement side. Um, when it comes to, to the city's regulatory role, as you say, I mean, the provinces are going to uh, oversee how it's sold, much like how alcohol is, is regulated now. What, what do you think right. is going to fall into the cities? Uh, the the um, bylaws have to be in place for um, uh, licensing the home grow. Uh, we there has to be some way of controlling that. Right now, there's a lot of home grows in the city that um, <clears throat> the municipality is not allowed to know where those home grows are. They're from the the old regime that um, the Harper government put in place and. Uh, so many people were given licenses to do a home grow, 
but there's nothing in place for us to do any kind of inspections uh, on uh, these places and to find out if they're meeting the building codes and, and so on. And one of the big things we're hearing from landlords is that there's nothing to ensure that a landlord is informed if a tenant is uh, starting to grow marijuana in their home. And that, that uh, I don't think is right. There should be permission from the landowner to start that. I mean, we have the model of liquor stores now, right? Which, I mean, it's provincial jurisdiction. What, what kind of bylaws exist to, to govern liquor stores in Calgary? Yeah, the liquor stores are straight uh, retail. They're not. Uh, uh, it's not like uh, somebody growing the the product in their um, in their basement. Uh, but the um, the regulations on the liquor stores are just uh, simply uh, they have to meet the building code and they have to have the proper land use and they have to be a certain distance from each other. Okay, so Those stores so stores selling marijuana could presumably operate under that that same kind of context. That, that's quite possible, but that's not in. We don't have that set up yet, but that's the kind of thing that we would have to set up. Right, but I mean, why would that need to take uh, a long time to set that up if we've got yeah, something we can base we that just, on? If we were just going, Rob, just for for the retail, if it was that clear that the um, that there would be a store for retailing, but we don't even know that yet because we don't know how it's going to be um, distributed. Uh, we don't know whether or not there's going to be an agreement to sell it in the liquor stores or, you know, the drug stores have said they want to be um, retailing it. There's a lot of unanswered questions about that. But once we do know, then we have to make sure we've got the proper um, bylaws in place to deal okay. with it. Now, when it comes to growing at home under the, the federal law, the, the, you'd only be allowed to, to grow a maximum of four small plants at home yeah. on your own. So, right. I mean, doesn't that constitute regulation right there? Well, it does, but is, do you not have to enforce that? What's the, what's the point of putting the the rule in there unless there's a way of enforcing it? Well, okay, so what, what, what do you envision then? I mean, the rule is you can only grow four small plants at home. Do you envision having people going around and checking homes? Yeah, I think that if they're licensed to do that, if we have in place a license where they just apply and get a license to grow uh, the uh, the plants in their home, then then if that was the case, we don't know that's the case, but if that was, was the case, then there would be periodic inspections to make sure that they weren't, um, you know, filling four bedrooms with them, you know. Right, but I, I, I'm not aware of any license requirement for an individual to grow four plants. Not, not at this point. There Do you think there should be? Well, I don't know whether the, that's the questions that we've got, and I think that I just uh, disagree with the idea of um, Calgary sorting this on their own. It should be something that's done across the country so that all the cities have, have a similar bylaw in place. Okay, but fact, I mean, if we're talking just about plants, I mean, what's the difference then if I've got four tomato plants growing at home? Yeah, that's, that's again, another question. That's one of the things that... Uh, uh, people have said, well, you know, if you've got four big geraniums, you might be uh, causing just as much problem with moisture as you would with four marijuana plants. And that's something I don't know. But that's these are the things that we have to come up with some answers on and decide what it is that we need to put in place. But I think we should be doing it all uh, the same. I don't, okay. um, I just, I don't think that 
uh, but it should be left uncoordinated. Well, and so you don't think uh, a year is enough time then? Well, because in order for us to put in place what the provincial legislation is requiring us to put in place, then the province has to get their act together. And as I said, 10 provinces and three territories are not, at this point, working together to figure out what kind of rules they put in place. We're like kind of third in line, and I don't know that we're going to have the provinces properly sorted out in the next um, six, eight months or longer uh, in time for that. What the feds have said, Rob, is that um, if, if the provinces don't have everything in place, they're going to allow a mail order um, uh, you know, supply of it uh, if the province doesn't have their act together by July of 18. So that's out there as a possibility to, to go around the provinces. Right. Interesting. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, yeah, we need to start having these conversations. I agree with you on that. Jim Stevenson, thanks for uh, making some time for us here this afternoon. Thanks Appreciate more, it. Rob. Good all right. you. Take care. That's uh, Ward 3 City Councilor Jim Stevenson, uh, his perspective on you know what we need to figure out before we get to what's kind of the drop-dead date for legalization, Canada Day of next year. 403-974-TALK. We're back with more right after this. All right, welcome back. 403-974-TALK. Well, I get that we need to sort some things out, but I'm just worried that we're going down a path where it's just we feel we need to regulate the hell out of this. Uh, to me, it's about leaving people alone. Let's just stop going after consenting adults who are choosing to use marijuana. So I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm being naive, but it seemed, to me, it just seems really simple. What do you make of all of this? Let's uh, go to Chris. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you exactly, Rob. It's just ridiculous. Like, sell it in liquor stores they're already set up to keep the kids out you can't be by a school they don't regulate uh if you you don't have to get a license to make wine in your own home and there's limits on how much you're supposed to be able to make wine like so why are they worried about all this stuff it's bloody ridiculous like it just it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. yeah i'm with you chris appreciate the phone call uh let's go to uh jim jim go ahead hey how you doing today real good thanks yeah, I agree with your last caller there and yourself. They're just going to over-regulate this, and no one's going to bother buying it, and they're not going to make anything off of it. It's just ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. They're just wasting their time. Yeah, well, there you go. There's another one, Jim. Appreciate that. That's what it seems like. Right? And look, I, I get we need to figure out who, who are we going to put in charge of selling marijuana. How's the retail setup going to, to unfold? And, you know, maybe in some provinces they'll have different ideas than in others. We have the caller suggests could be we could sell it in liquor stores. Maybe uh, Rachel Notley would love to set up some government-run stores and get some uh, AUPE or or QP members to to run those stores. We could leave it to to the head shops, right? There there are different ideas. So sure, yeah, let's figure this stuff out. I I get that, but how complicated does it need to be? Let's see what uh, Robert has to say. Robert, go ahead. Uh- just, just a little bit of insight as far as roadside testing. There is a drug unit available currently on the market. It's manufactured by a company out of Germany called Dreger, D-R-A-E-G-E-R. It's the Drug Test 5000. Um, it's currently being used up in the Fort Mac area, tests anywhere down to 2 to 5 nanograms per milliliter. It also does a, it's a six-panel oral swab test, takes about eight minutes. Oh, yeah? gives you a, gives you a digital readout off the machine and a printout on the roadside tells you exactly what you're what you've been exposed to 
Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we, we, we should figure this out. If we've got technology that can help keep people off the road who shouldn't be on the road, you know, let's, let's get it out there, regardless yeah, of whether we're going to legalize or not. Yeah, as soon as the government comes up with their baseline for acceptable limits, then, you know, then the testing procedures, I mean, it's a fairly simple process. Yeah, there you go. Robert, thanks for that. And, yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be some more clarity then on what constitutes a legal threshold. But it'd be like saying, well, wait a sec, I mean, shouldn't we have something to test people who are high on cocaine? We don't want people high on cocaine behind the wheel. They, well, cocaine's illegal, so we don't need to worry about that. That seems naive. Let's see what do we got. Rob, another Robert. Robert, go ahead. I, I think they're making it too hard on the testing part on for, for roadside, on alcohol and on drugs or whatever you want to call it. I think all they should have to do is if you blow over 0.08, you are then given the option to take a blood test. Your blood test comes back where you are not over limit. We pay you $500. If not, you're looking at like $10,000 in legal fees. There's There's going to be no argument on if they think that you are impaired, offer them a blood test, pay them for taking it, and... Let the uh, let the results hold in court. Yeah, well, that's a good point, Robert. Appreciate that. You know, I do worry that maybe we're setting the threshold too low, and you may have people who smoked a joint a few days ago. Might be driving, might not be impaired at all, might be caught up in this. I hope that's not the case. Let's get uh, Darwin's call in here. Darwin, go ahead. This guy seems to be creating a problem where one doesn't exist. If I have four tomato plants in my house, they require me to have an inspector for it. It's just so overkill. And and uh, in terms of, uh, let's say you're on a medicine. There's people uh, with uh, chronic pain that take uh, morphine or certain painkillers and stuff. Yeah. And they don't have all kinds of legislation to govern that. The police officer determines if the person's over and he makes a judgment call and they assess it from there. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Darwin, I, mean, I agree with you. 1969, they've, people have been smoking pot and driving and no one's done anything about it. So why all of a sudden magically is there a problem now? I don't get it either. It, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it seems like overkill to me. I agree. Creating, creating a huge bureaucracy and expense. And I don't agree with the guy at all that when they legalize it, it'll become more people using it. I think it's the exact opposite. The novelty will be off. And uh, people say, oh, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, Darwin. I agree. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, some interesting stats out of Colorado, just quickly here. Uh, teen marijuana use actually fell sharply in Colorado in 2014 and 2015 after legalization. Uh, some stats for adults showed a slight uptick. About 17% who uh, admitted past year marijuana use up to about 19%. So you wonder if there's more people using, maybe more people willing to admit that they've used, but it doesn't seem like any kind of significant uptick in, in usage rates. All right, one more break here. We're back to wrap things up right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.